welcome to Wonderfully Done, a wholesome show about sex, communication, and loving yourself. You are listening to the dulcet tones of host number one, Lauren. And I am host number two. Not that I am less by being number two, but I will serve mightily. I'm Victoria. Uh, How do you do? It's lovely to meet you. We are making this beautiful podcast for you out there. Those other people who are desperately interested in all things sex, love, relationships, all that fucking good stuff that makes life just feel amazing. And while it makes life feel amazing, it can also be very confusing, uh, labeled with shame, stuffed deep down inside us, and sometimes finding people to talk to about it can be really hard. Hell yeah. And so we're all about taking that hard stuff and then being soft about it. What we offer our listeners is a shame-free zone, nice, cuddly, supportive to answer your questions, indulge your curiosities, and just take some of the fear and the embarrassment out of conversations we wish we could all have about sex. Uh, Us basically providing a shame-free zone is number one for us. We are not sex therapy professionals. We are not psychologists. We're absolutely going to recommend that you get your own professional support when and how that makes sense for you. But really, it's just about you sharing questions with us about love, sex, relationships, kinks. Why does my body do that? And we will do our best to share our thoughts and feelings about it and help you feel that little bit less alone. But we couldn't do it without you. So let's go on over to the lovely questions that we're going to tackle today. So here is our first question for this week. Dear Wonderfully Done, how would you boost your partner's sexual self-esteem and encourage them to be more assertive in the bedroom? Sideways eyes emoji. Nothing would be hotter. Three exclamation marks and brackets. (laughs) So Vix, I don't know about you, but for me, I immediately want to um choppy choppy up this question because there's many (laughs) elements to it right there are so many elements like this is another one of those questions that like on the surface you're like oh this is just a small little baby question we could do this in like five or ten minutes right but it's like no this is only short on the surface there are fucking enormous topics within this like seemingly innocuous mini question Yes. For me, looking at the anatomy of this question, I'm like, in the first part, this listener wants to support something good for their partner. Mm -hmm, But in the mm -hmm. second half of the question, they're also talking about their needs as well. So they've linked their partner's self-esteem to their own needs, which is a bit of a dangerous link. So yeah, you know, yeah. Is that the only reason for the boosting of the sexual self-esteem to fulfill this desire? And it would be subconscious for this reader. Like we are not, mm-hmm. we are not dragging them whatsoever. Because no, this they... is a non-judge. This is yes. us trying to work out what's going on here with limited information. <laughs> where, where is it coming from, and where do they want it to go? They want good mm-hmm. things for their partner, so we're not calling them out about that. But I do want to talk about that link between the partner having better sexual self-esteem, and then that partner being a lover or a partner in a way that the reader would maybe want, which is maybe mm-hmm. more assertive. So let's just take those things and break them down a little bit. Totally. In terms of a partner's sexual self-esteem, something straight off the top for me, um, I'm doing a little bit of gender generalization, alarm bells in the background here, but 
in terms of the literature, when we talk about generally bunny air quotes men and bunny air quotes women, um, not to be reductive, it's just that a lot of the research is, men's sexual self-esteem is linked a hell of a lot more to sexual performance a lot of the time. Mm. And women's uh, confidence, like in the bedroom, is often linked to body image confidence and body confidence. And those are the sources of anxiety when you're doing a really general gender split. So Mm -hmm. we do not know... We do not know the genders that are involved with the reader, nope. and uh, and also it doesn't matter because no. where where is this person's self esteem sitting right now? Where does it come from? Do they have areas of concern? But it yeah. is worth understanding that when I think about my sexual self esteem, for me, it is really linked to my body. But when I've spoken to men, a lot of the time it is about sexual performance, so mm-hmm, I can mm-hmm. understand that split. Yeah, no, totally. Like I could say almost a hundred percent like um what has held me back the most I think in being my you know truest sexual self is is feeling bad about my body and worrying about how my body looks when I'm doing different things or worrying that I you know can't put it in certain positions because I don't want it to be looked at or like how like what positions can I hide the most in or how can I keep the most clothes on like uh, what's the lighting situation you know just sort of like the the brain really wearing away on uh, ways to hide rather than like how do I um, engage and like uh, like do well in this scenario but um I think that's the thing right is it so boosting your your partner's sexual self-esteem that that's a lovely thing to do uh, I mean I should hope that we we all want to uh, what what's the word that I'm looking for um, reaffirm constantly to our partners that we think they are gorgeous hot and wonderful and uh that they are and remain to be extremely desirable to us uh it it, does your partner describe themselves as having low sexual self-esteem or is this more sort of your read on the situation based on the things that have been happening like have there been that many direct conversations about this is this something that they want to work on uh how important is sex to them like I always feel bad uh when we get questions because I mean to be honest like this is the way I generally problem solve is when I get asked anything then I have about 10,000 other questions um trying to find I guess that yeah the deeper context into why um because like yes if it's just because that's the thing right like somebody's like self-esteem in themselves whether that's sexual or not like predominantly all you can do is support because the core of that has to come from within the person themselves like nobody can give you confidence the only person that can give you more confidence and self-esteem is when you allow yourself to have that for yourself when you choose yourself and choose to love you and what you're about uh and back yourself um Mm. This reader can't actually boost or change the partner's sexual self-esteem. They can support the partner to develop their own sexual self-esteem. But I think you made a great point of like, 
how does your partner actually feel? Mm, Because mm, mm. this person might think, oh, I want them to be more assertive in the bedroom. So maybe it's to do with their self-esteem and that's why they're so passive or that's why they're so shy. But maybe that's actually the role that the partner wants in sex. Exactly. Is that their desire and how a scenario that feels good to them plays out or is a role that they are used to assuming, thus to assume different roles they might kind of need a bit more discussion, support, fantasizing to kind of get there. Yeah, I've had a really good conversation with some friends before where what they'd done in a relationship when they couldn't figure out what their girlfriend really wanted, you know, in terms of roles or energy with sex and stuff, was they gave the girlfriend porn homework that's like, I want you to find porn where there's someone in the situation that looks looks Ooh. like they're having the time that you want to have or looks yeah. like they're enjoying themselves the way you want to enjoy yourself. Mm-hmm. And in that way, he was able to get a really good idea of like, oh, this is actually a level of, you know, consensual helplessness that this person might actually Mm -hmm. want or, you know, this is the level of degradation that they're comfortable with or something like that that was really helpful. So illustrative. Yeah, (laughs) to say find some porn where a person is having the kind of time you want to have and you tell me which person in this scenario that you want to be for yourself. That could be really helpful. Oh my God, I've never been given this kind of hot homework. I feel like I've been (laughs) let so let down in my sexual experiences (laughs) in life. Wow. Oh my Mm. God, that's so hot. (laughs) I thought that that was a good one. I thought that was a really good one. Really good one for a couple of people in a relationship to do. And also, yeah, porn homework. Like I'm a big fan. That sounds really great. So I think that could be a good idea to understand where does your partner want to get to Mm. um what kind of a role might they really like what kind of a role and also the thing of like does your partner find it sexy to be assertive have they ever yeah have they expressed that desire before have you Mm. discussed this uh uh, would you describe them as assertive in everyday life have you taken Mm. that as a hint like yeah it really does come down to what conversations are pre-existing about this and is your partner aware of the desires you might have in this area right because even like when you say a word like assertive like there are so many interpretations that you could have of that when it comes to uh, sensuality sexuality like are you talking like you would like your partner to run the show of everything Mm. that happens Mm -hmm. in in a scenario to be rougher to be more expressive what does Uh, that look like (laughs) is Mm -hmm. it like introducing elements of kink or bdsm role assuming or is it just like a little bit more like push and pull power play like what what does that mean to you or is it just you know because it could be read from this like encouraging them to be more assertive are you just wanting them to assert their desires more in the scenarios that are happening is that where this link I feel like this has only just come to me just thinking about it just like is that the link of like you want the self-esteem so that they can more comfortably like engage in what's happening during the moment like yes hard to say definitely 
Very, very, very hard to say. And this is all something to be explored. And I would Mm -hmm. say like when you're talking to a partner or when people have spoken to me, what's been really helpful for me has been when the person isn't saying, I want you to be this really different person, but just saying, I just want us to try this kind of energy. So instead I didn't feel responsibility to like massively change my personality, Mm -hmm. but instead just be like, yeah, this is... This is just an experiment. We're just trying this. Trying and it so, on, you know? Yeah. Setting it yeah. up like a week in advance, right? Like, let's yes. have a, I, this would really turn me on. Could we try mm. this? I would really yeah. like if you did X. Would I be able to do X? How do you feel about that? Mm-hmm. Uh, and then just try it on. <laughs> yes. In terms of the partner's sexual self-esteem part, what's yeah. been really helpful for me is if a person can do authentic um, what I would call like authentic vocalizing. So not sounding mm. like they're being so over the top with expressive feedback that I feel embarrassed, that I feel like they're hyping me up too much. But if there can be <laughs> authentic vocalizing at the time or after yeah. sex or anything like that, being positive, being as specific as possible. So not saying like you were great in bed, but being like, yeah, what does when that mean? you X wide my blah, blah, that was amazing. Or I love the way that you looked when you were blah, blah, blah. Like oh, trying to be specific. Yeah. That I is great. a sexual debrief afterwards. Yes. There's nothing I like less than you finish fucking. And it's just like, how, how do you feel? Like, what did you yeah. like? You know? Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm, the peop- mm-hmm. And when people are just like, nothing. Zero. Like, it, I all, just feel all like, of it was great. I'm like, what? <laughs> what does that mean? I feel like, especially for like people like me and Lauren, who are mm. always, you know, we're like, how do we do it bigger and better? Like, how do I please you more <laughs> totally. though? Like, what what yes. does enough mean? Like, there, yes. I don't, I don't, I don't know if I believe in that. Like, I feel Mm-mm. like when something feels like enough, it's more like there's a level of things that haven't been um, uh, unshrouded yet. <laughs> Yes, <laughs> I yeah, feel like definitely. the extent of experiences you can have, especially in something like uh, sex and love, is so broad. It's like it makes me think of doing yoga. Like <laughs> you know, you'll be doing the same old positions, and then it'll be like, no, like uh, move into this position slower, or arch mm-hmm, your mm-hmm. back more, or mm-hmm. turn the other way, and then just sometimes you're like, holy shit, what the <laughs> fuck is happening in my body? Like. Oh my god, Lauren! I literally found like this, like in my sh- in my like shoulder blades, in this place where I really love when you massage me, but also you go real hard, so like it also <laughs> makes me very sore. But I have now figured out how to stretch that out on my own yeah. in yoga, and it made me feel very powerful, and it oh, felt very wonderful. important to share that with you right now. That's great. <laughs> but anyway, go back to it. Show me, yeah, show me. <laughs> Off pod, because that sounds really, really good. (laughs) That sounds great. Um, I would say things that have been totally gorgeous for me with my mm-hmm. with my sexual self-esteem has been authentic conversations after sex. But even yes. if the person finds it a little embarrassing or we all have goo brain or whatever else after sex, letting people know that they've thought about it more after. And then yes. like the day after being like, oh. these were three amazing things that you did. Like that oh. really helps my oh self-esteem. Oh my God, my self-esteem yeah. would be so fucking sky high. <laughs> So that kind of thing could really help to say not just in the moment, but here's more things when we're not just all super turned on and you can just know that I'm thinking about it. 
kind of thing that you don't just provide in the moment, but that it has this yeah, lasting impact on you. it's not confined. Me. Yeah. Mm. Oh, man. Yeah, well, that's, you know, bringing different energy in. Like, is it the kind of thing, like, are you the sort of person that does gifting? Like, do they have some favorite sexy stores of some kind? Or, um, y- you know, do, do, they, do they own things like lingerie or, like, cute undies? Or do they, like, collars or harnesses or anything like that? you know is there any any particular accoutrements of the sexual uh sensual variety that they like like is this could be the sort of thing where you gave them some homework to pick something out and then bought it for them and then made a little date to like incorporate it into some play and then followed up with some more lovely like Re- reaffirming I feel like that is that I'm, I feel like that's a really key part right it's like a, a finding the 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 natural places it feels right to continuously affirm to be honest yes like mm, mm, um mm. I mean at least I mean I feel like personally that's that is something that personally works for me like I love knowing that I've done a good job or I've mm. pleased somebody um mm, mm, mm. yeah because it, it is it's the tricky position when it's not your confidence that you're trying to work on right like yes. yeah definitely <laughs> And that's the thing. It's like you can't control that person's self-esteem and they might have down days and it's important to not express frustration if there are things Mm. that they're struggling with in terms of self-esteem. But I think you've got like great things to say on that, Vix, in terms of like what things could help them give themselves permission to feel sexy? What outfits, what position, what fantasies could you explore that might help them in that way? Something that I think really helps is, especially if you've got a partner where the sexual performance and like who's having orgasms or who's got huge erections or whatever else, if it's that kind of situation, having a non-sexual pleasure touching session where it's like, we're not going to have sex, but we are both going to help each other feel really, really good, where whether there's arousal, whether it's just tactile pleasure and really vocalizing that you absolutely have the skills and the ability to help me feel good, that actually stacks a lot when it comes to sexual self-esteem. To be confident that you are really good at helping that other person feel good, feel relaxed, that helps the overall picture that ties into self-esteem and decouples it a little bit from like the most intense, almost quasi-transactionally like perceived parts of sex, if that makes sense. No, very much so. Yeah, what are the general gentle touches like? Is is discussing sex a like a normal thing between you both, or is it more, I guess, a bit of a routine thing that happens a couple times a week or before bed? Or yeah, how does sex and conversations around sex and sensuality sort of fit into your life right now? Um, and if you want it to be a bigger part of your life. Uh, it definitely sounds like you should have a chat to your babe and partner about it and see if that's what they want too and how to make it happen. Because, um, yeah, you're, it's doing it together is how you're going to get there. Mm-hmm. And just to get real nerdy on it before I summarize, so I've been reading a book that is about habits, a book that's called mm-hmm. Atomic Habits, and it talks about 
what are the requirements for building an, a good new habit? What's required? Yeah. Because this author's like, laziness doesn't exist. It's just that we were missing elements that are required for forming a new habit. Oh, and those that. are things, it's really good. And it's things about like authentic motivation. Have you broken it down enough so that the next step is actually approachable? Mm-hmm, Have you mm-hmm. made it rewarding enough that your brain will actually encourage you to do it again? Like lots of things about it that are really good. But something that he verbalizes very helpful for me is called habit stacking and habit stacking says that it becomes easier to do something new or incorporate something if you tack it onto a habit that you already have Mm. so the way that I would give it as an example for sex for example would say that if your partner is comfortable with say doggy style sex like they feel comfortable they're not looked at when they're in that position you know they can feel really confident very comfortable and an example of assertiveness might be a little bit of rough play for example habit stacking would be when when we have doggy style sex and you're behind me spank me twice and it's like you've attached it to something that they're already comfortable with yeah so that it's not like a broad field of terrifying what does assertive look like but instead you've attached it to something that's already in a comfort zone yeah um so that it's like a comfortable base like as an that example. feels really nice. I feel like, oh my god, the first things that my brain is like, it's like you have a shower every day. <laughs> like, yes. <laughs> are, you, are you doing that together? <laughs> Where mm, can you mm, incorporate mm. in there? But I feel yeah. like I just really miss fooling around in the shower. So I don't know if yeah. that's helpful. <laughs> <laughs> but things like, you know, if you take a shower together all the mm-hmm. time, then they tell you what order in which to clean yourself, for example. Mm. And that could be something that's that is an example of assertiveness. Yeah. So maybe when you're talking about something that could be out of the comfort zone of a partner, maybe think about this habit stacking concept. Totally. I think it's just important to like, I know that we split the question at the beginning, but it just feels like, yeah, these, the two halves of this question, like boosting your partner's sexual self-esteem and then encouraging them to be more assertive in the bedroom. Like those are two very, very different missions. <laughs> they are. And we've bounced between the two a little bit. Um, yes. They do feel related when you look at it on the surface, but they are actually quite different. Yes. That people will be unique in terms of what helps them with their self-esteem side. And they'll be different with what helps with the assertiveness side. One other idea that I would have for assertiveness for me, because my... Uh, and the way that they might interrelate in terms of self-confidence and assertiveness. Mm. For me, my self-confidence being around body image and how did my body look as well in sex and having a partner that wanted me to be assertive or would enjoy more assertiveness in terms of power play stuff, that looked like me giving myself a very strong comfort zone that controlled my body image concerns. And so that purely just looked like taking sight away from my partner. So blindfold. Blindfold on. It meant that I didn't feel looked at. It meant I didn't feel like I had to look cool or sexy while I was doing things. And it still really worked for the sense of being assertive because I was in control in that way. So that's an example on how those two different elements can uh, interplay. interplay. Yeah, beautiful. I love that, Lauren. Yeah. So to summarize, I mean, we're talking about mindfully separating those two things, being really careful of are you wanting something in your partner for a result for yourself and just being a bit mindful of that talking about considering things like 
authentic vocalizing, a hell of a lot of communication around what is self-esteem to them, what helps them, maybe supporting with some things like sexy lingerie or things that give them permission to feel sexy. And when it comes to assertiveness, the responsibility is on people like the reader to say, what does hot assertiveness look like to them? And how could you break that down a little bit and probably tackle the assertiveness after there's been a bit more time on the self-esteem? Thank you so much, Lauren. I think that that was a beautiful summary. Um, I'm impressed, pleased, delighted with you as always. What a delightful co-host you are. Uh, I feel like I could spend, you know, a very extended time lavishing you with more compliments, but I will be a very good girl and move on to reading our next question, which is, Dear Wonderfully Done, how often do normal people masturbate? Is it okay that my partner and I are sometimes too tired for sex so we just have a wank next to each other while we kiss? Well, it's it's that wow. magic word, isn't it? Normal. normal. We ban normal. We ban the word normal. Uh, there is no. no normal. Oh my God. Do you know what that makes me think of? When I was a teen, I used to think that I was real edgy and cool um, because, you know, I'd seen a quote that was like, normal is a setting on a washing machine. And I'm like... <laughs> So I'm like, normal doesn't exist. Like, that's <laughs> too prescribed. Uh, exactly what uh, Lauren said. Like, Wake up, I'm... sheeple. <laughs> I don't believe in normal levels. Like, it's, it's, it's all about different people's personal preferences, habits, lifestyle choices, the way that their bodies work. Like, I just don't really think like normal is is even a helpful way to think about it to be mm. honest if you brought it up to your doctor if you brought it up to a sex therapist they would just say are you hurting yourself like are you are you literally in pain or having any damage or anything like that because of how much you're masturbating is it getting in the way of your <laughs> yeah. daily activities like yeah. can you not stop to <laughs> to go to work like that those are the measures of masturbation is a quote unquote problem for you that's yeah. that's the kind of measure that they would probably take but other people don't masturbate at all but have a very different kind of sex life some people are just all over the place and you know oh, Vix yeah. and I are going to talk about our own experiences here but yeah there truly is is no normal most people would say there's a difference between between genders and things like that a lot of that has to do with how sexualized um how normalized it is to to masturbate or be sexual or be honest about how and how often you masturbate uh, I think there can be a huge range with women um, I've got friends that will masturbate many times a week, really regularly. Uh, some people Furiously. That don't, some people that don't um, at all, and yeah. that's certain degrees of sexual and non-sexual people as well. So it's a huge range. Yeah, it just like it makes me think about um, God masturbating. Oh, what a fun topic! The f even the thing doing my little uh, <laughs> like start up there for like talking about something then it made me think of like another thing and another thing but back on topic I still remember like the first time that I went to like a proper sex toy shop it was one in um in Wellington where I lived before Melbourne and um it was called Pe Peaches and Cream and you had to like walk upstairs and so I went in there uh to like find I guess like I, I was super into vibrators at the time um but uh 
I ended up getting like my very first rabbit. So, you know, that was like a very, for anybody that doesn't know what a rabbit is, it's a, it's a, it's a dildo with a little rabbit and its little, little ears uh, bounce on your little clitty clit. Woo! <laughs> and do a little bit of vibrating action. So, you know, getting some uh, double stimulation. Like I still vividly remember being at the, the counter and having, <laughs> having the store person say to me like yeah this is definitely the one like I'd be very happy like going away for a week and leaving my partner with this and knowing that she was going to be really well taken care of and I was like that's really cool uh so I like brought it home I lived with like four other women at the time and they all looked at it and were like what the fuck, Victoria? It's so fucking big. Oh my God. Like, like shamed me real hard about it. Like, I think it was only, you know, it was like about like, I don't know, like five or six inches or something like that. I think they were like frightened because of the, you know, it's like one of the like quote unquote cheaper ones at like a hundred dollars. So it's like the bottom section was like real chunk where, you know, you had your like three different uh, sections of like um, vibrating or like, you know, like swiveled and shit like that. But I remember then having some conversations with them about it and then being like, no, like I, like I don't like use toys or, or, or anything like that, you know, like only when I'm sleeping with people, you know, and it's just kind of like, it's like a, IRL penis or nothing and I was sort of like oh oh like I think I I found that really shocking at 21 um (laughs) I just didn't didn't uh realize that that was uh some people's experience at that time I think it's really important for for anyone to embrace that there is no normal and everybody's relationship to masturbation and sex is different and I think it harms everyone when we've got really narrow ideas of what masturbation is yeah because you know even pornography will will make a lot of people think that masturbation for people with labia and clits is just like furious slapping and blah 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 and doing crazy (laughs) things with hands or like jamming huge dildos in there and the reality can actually look really different and it can make people feel that their own masturbation is not sexy right and so this person what they're writing in you and your partner having a wank next to each other and kissing i think that's super hot i think that's lovely i love that but i think there's probably not much porn that made this person feel like that's okay no i know i know it exists uh but it's definitely not not in the mainstream areas i would say and i mean that's the thing too i think it's kind of like i guess what what you define as having sex and like is um I guess sharing sexual time together less valuable than like what whatever it is that you define you know sex as like it's it's fine to not have the energy to do a whole production show I mean like that's a lot of effort sometimes like and it's fine to not want to do that. And I mean, if, if that's, if, if that is something that you're wanting right now and maybe not having as much of it and feeling weird about being sort of too tired to do it, then, you know, perhaps that can be something that maybe you like plan in advance. It'll be like, you know, next week, baby, Wednesday hump day, Mm-mm. gonna, <laughs> gonna, uh, phallic object you down real good you know <laughs> <laughs> or whatever, whatever it is that you tickles are into. you you know 
Mm, mm, mm. Yeah, I think it's, uh, it you know, having a wank next to each other while you kiss, you're still contributing to each other. To me, you're still having sex with each other. Oh, yeah. Like, it's still very much sexually involved. I think it sounds like a great idea. As Vic says, if you're thinking, oh, this is a habit I'm falling into and I want to get out of it, I think having date nights planned or planning weekend sex or something where you might have more energy sounds really, really good to me. And, um, but otherwise, yeah, I think like experimenting with mutual mazzing, you can still do that in so many different ways in terms of touch, in terms of toys, in terms of, oh, yeah. is someone allowed to watch? Is someone not allowed to watch? Like there's all sorts of things you oh. can do. Oh, you may only listen <laughs> and not touch me at all. Oh, sorry. You're just like, mm, inspiration. Uh, cause you know, I can sort of like come multiple times like it's definitely like coming isn't like the end of the show for me uh so it'll sort of be the thing it's like maybe in an interaction you know I would have you know come once or twice already and then it'll be like you're sort of like still fired up and like the um yeah excitable one so I feel like that's definitely like another like layer of even that kind of interaction where I I I feel like honestly like kissing kissing somebody while I'm touching myself like that it like sends it that wow that's like what it probably actually one of my favorite sexual acts to happen like Mm. I feel Mm. like I mean for me personally and clearly for y'all also it sounds like it's a satisfying awesome activity that you enjoy so yay that you've both found something that even when you're in what might feel like a low energy place or I guess having sex or being sexual in a different way than maybe you have in previous times like how good that you've still got something that works like that's great. Yes, if it works, then absolutely love it and enjoy it as it does. And I mean, we're definitely going to have an episode where we talk more about libido and desire and things like that. But mutual masturbation can be a really good example of when it's hard to access what some people would call spontaneous desire. So you want sex out of the blue, you've got like your body is aroused the body is aroused, then the mind follows. If you're someone that has trouble accessing that because of being tired, because of being stressed, it might be a lot easier for you to get aroused with what they'd call like reactive desire instead, where you're in a sexual context, your partner is also touching themselves, you are touching yourself, you're really directly stimulating yourself, and it's a little bit less interpersonal to begin with. That can be a really good way of building um, reactive libido, reactive desire, reactive arousal, it could turn into a different type of sex or it could just be a really good way of building that sexual energy yeah leaving the door open for what you know things to come as they may like we don't know you know a plan is nice sometimes but even just setting up that time to share together in, in in that way or maybe it's I don't know it's the thing right I feel like masturbating whatever I think of it especially like in the times of like you know lockdown like for our listeners who aren't in Melbourne we're um still pretty <laughs> pretty hard lockdown at the moment yes. I'm still doing the you know uh government induced celibacy <laughs> <laughs> so it's kind of like I don't know it's like relationship with like things sexual things in general has like been more difficult and I feel like it's been easier than ever to slip into the habit of you know like stopping masturbating at all or if it is happening really only having it as kind of that like I need to go to sleep so almost like taking a sleeping pill they're sort of like there's no fucking joy in it you just know that once you you know 
tap out of that, uh, you know, you're, you're going to go to Snooze Town real hard and that's nice. And, for, you know, <laughs> finding the energy, it is, it is harder right now and it's been a very stressful year and I feel like so much energy right now is just going into surviving as it bloody well should be you know we've all got to try our best to look after ourselves right now so we can be glorious in the world as we once were perhaps in different shapes and forms but uh... (laughs) Mm -hmm. I think anything that gives you those crumbs of serotonin are a good idea Mm, because like we've spoken about it I'm all so the crumbs hungry. of serotonin <laughs> because my libido has been all over the place. I went for a really long time through lockdown, not masturbating at all. And yeah. then I sort of just like rediscovered it again. And then I'm yeah. like, let's do this three times in one day. Like yeah. it's, been, it's been so all over the place. And then oh I'll be God. like, no, it's fine. And just not think of it. So honestly, it's all over the place for me. You might feel like you're doing it a lot. You might feel like you're not doing it enough or you're doing it inconsistently. Just give yourself a free pass, honestly. Like just... Do what is really enjoyable and keep checking in with your partner about how they're feeling about it too. Mm, I feel like also like remembering that like masturbation and like doing things to your body that feels good, they fit into self-care. So, you know, when you're feeling a little bit crummy or a little bit stresso, like perhaps like a nice one to like bring back up to the, you know, the top of the options table for uh, things that uh, make me feel good when I don't feel good. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and and don't forget to to also have a maz when you're on your own as well so that you mm. don't get used to just one type of mazzing in one certain context as well but to summarize how often do normal people masturbate there is no normal people masturbate all sorts of ways and maz with all kinds of frequency so you, whatever is up for you it's very likely that it's a great time and that anyone would give you a thumbs up about it. And it's very okay that your partner, like you and your partner are enjoying a bit of mutual Maz smoochy sex. We mm-hmm. think that that is fantastic. Yummy. We fully I'm so that. jealous. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so keep doing what you're doing. Keep enjoying it and work on still embracing and loving your own masturbation habits. I mean, we really love the Emily Nagoski's Come As You Are book. Talks a lot oh. about masturbation, oh, talks boy. a lot about self-acceptance on that. And mm-hmm. if you've got any hang-ups, we would recommend it. Or even if you don't have hang-ups. Yeah, I think I think that's pretty good, Lauren. Good job. Masturbating's cool. <laughs> In case anybody didn't know, have you masturbated today? Uh you know, maybe that could Go be a forth. cool thing to do for you because you're great yeah. and you deserve somebody to touch you lovingly and with a, a sensuality if that's something you're in the mood for today and if that's the yes. kind of thing that you like doing, you know? And when you're in lockdown, it's a great time to invest more. Like we've seen that yes. sex toy sales have gone like crazy and I think a lot of people have thought about what do they want for themselves and shaking up their own masturbation habits. And I think that that's great. Oh yeah. Oh my God. I failed like so terribly at a goal I set myself this year. I was like, I'm going to buy a new sex toy every month. And it's just like, actually it's just ended up in me. Cause you know, I wanted to like reinvest in me as a sexual being. Um, But yeah, then like those periods of like, Goodbye, libido. Will I ever get to sleep with anyone ever again? Why is everyone on the app so crappy? Uh, <laughs> Just no, not inspiring. I, well, we're all on the app. You know, I know. I, but I'm sure many of you have also been experiencing some very luck-laster. Luck, luck-laster? Um, luck. <laughs> Lack-luster. Luck, luck, <laughs> luck-luster. Like, what the fuck am I doing 
wrong here? Like, what's going wrong? Anyway, like I just, yes. I'm like endlessly sitting on like about three or four different toys at the moment. Mm. Like, still haven't taken the plunge. <laughs> That's a funny joke in itself with that <laughs> phrasing. <laughs> Still haven't pulled the trigger on a fucking fantasy dildo. Will it ever happen for me? I feel like I've like narrowed it down, but it's also like wildly expensive to have them shipped. And I'm like, what if, what if, what if it's not my Jimmy Jam? What, what if I don't like it? Oh my God. And I missed out on a buy one, get one free sale recently because I was like, do I want them? And, but, oh my God. Cause one of them, like I'm seeing like self-thrusting dildos like around a lot at the moment. And from this like terrible like movie that I watched when I was like a teenager there was like this amazing like vibrating dildo in it where it's like the um ah at least half of it it almost kind of like like yeah like really like swung around like quite wildly and was like very like vigorous and I was like wow I bet that feels great inside you and I still haven't bought one so I'm just kind of like I don't know. Maybe that's what I do with my pay this fortnight is I'm like, let's mm-hmm. make your dreams come true, baby, because you're worth yes. it. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Absolutely. I, I would absolutely encourage that. But I know that it can be a question of inspiration, pulling the trigger, <laughs> choosing for yourself for something when you don't have a deadline for yourself on a lot of things can be oh. really difficult. Oh, and baby needs a deadline. Her little... ADHD brain is like, uh, we need some parameters. And now, yeah, now I've gone the total other way and I'm like, all right, I'm going to buy a harness. I don't have anyone to have sex with it with yet, but maybe, maybe that will be nice for me to have that in my kit. Exactly. When I get the dick, then hopefully someone will want it inside them at some point. So like, (laughs) that could be cool. Yes. And And do it for a sexy self-photography. Oh my God, that is very hot, Lauren. Oh, yes, wow. do it. <laughs> I, yeah, I was like, how do I feel wearing the dick? How does that yeah. make me feel? Wow. Mm-hmm. I feel mm-hmm. like even just thinking about that pleases me immensely. So very good. I'm going to continue yep. my research in that area. Thank you, Lauren, <laughs> for the beautiful <laughs> inspiration as always. And listeners, if you have made any awesome purchase that's been super awesome for your solo sex life, your partnered sex life, we want to hear about it. Please oh, hop into yes. hop into our DMs, send us a curious cat, and let us know what you've bought and what you're loving. I would love to hear about it. I want suggestions. Uh, real bad lots. <laughs> <laughs> Gorgeous. Well, uh, I suppose it's time to move into the next section of the podcast. <laughs> it's Lanny Lane, everyone, and we haven't picked music yet, so and we're driving down Lanny Lane trying to do a learn. Uh, so this is we're gonna buy real music, maybe or maybe. <laughs> Maybe I will do some horrible audio and lay it over some music and we'll make our own theme tune. I can't really tell you for sure. I did no learning this week except for lusting over my fantasy dildo obsession (laughs) and uh, now harnesses and uh, reading about how to make your space sexy. But I don't feel confident enough in any of those subjects right now to uh, discuss them as a learn. So instead, Lauren is going to have to do the learning for both of us. Lauren, is there anything that you have <laughs> learned about uh, over this last week or so? 
<laughs> so for myself, we have had lots of questions about desire, mismatched libidos. We've had questions about asexuality. And for me, you know, when it comes to LGBTQIA+, asexuality is my area of development, pretty much. Like, yes. it's the area that I know the least about, and it's not for me to speak for asexual people as a sexual person, but I want to understand more. Um, and so I've been doing more Googling about people's experiences, uh, the absolute spectrum of it, and pulled the trigger on buying the Invisible Orientation Introduction to Asexuality book. I was surprised at how hard it was to find books about asexuality. There were not too many that I, that I saw. There were fiction books with people that are asexual, um, but yeah, it's, if uh, listeners, if you've read awesome books about asexuality, please let me know. It does seem like, um, a, a sexual orientation that has a really awesome online community, but I'm someone that loves to have a textbook to consume at first. <laughs> so yeah, so I'm yeah. going to be consuming that and, uh, uh, not in order to speak as though I have authority, but just to understand more like as a person, like yeah. I'm someone that has dated someone that later identified, like later identifies as asexual and they're a really important part of my life. And so I want to, I want to understand more because there's still gaps in my knowledge. So of course I'll keep talking to them about it, but, <laughs> but also doing my own homework will be good. Oh, I hope that I get to borrow this book after you're done. <laughs> Absolutely. Make your investments, Lauren, and let me leech off them. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I love that. And Vix has got a very impressive, cool, sexy books bookshelf, so I'm also going to have a little oh, yoink of that myself. That's very nice. <laughs> <sighs> well, Vix, since we've done some minor learning... Only the smallest. Shall minor. we also look at sharing a weekly wonderful? So for listeners, yes. this is where we talk about what's giving the serotonin, what's giving the dopamine, <laughs> what's giving the oxytocin, what's making us feel good um, over the past week. Totally. Honestly, I feel like I actually just had one of mine just before, which was actually uh, learning more about the different ways that you could wear a harness as a fat woman uh, for, mm -hmm. you know, a, a dildo, get, get, getting your strap on, you know. And I, I, I've always been really nervous to pursue it because, like, despite my, like, love of my very beautiful body, it still kind of freaks me out when I think about it in sort of, like, constricted uh, garments, you know, and I have only just learned today that you can actually get different kinds of underwear that have, um, the ring within it. So you can just sort of slide it into some underwear. And then in another picture on another one of the websites, I just, uh, saw this, uh, gorgeous woman with a, um, lovely, sexy, full pair of briefs with a very sexy, strappy harness over top of that. And I just wasn't really aware. And I just feel like this, like, fat door has just opened for me and my eyes feel very sparkly and I feel very excited and absolutely desperate to buy a gorgeous setup. I know that we've already literally talked about it in this episode, but I feel like I'm still like fucking shining about it. <laughs> gorgeous. Yeah. That makes me super happy. Sometimes we have a preconceived notion about what a sexy garment can be. Mm -hmm. And then we see it in a different context or we see a different design. And all of a sudden it feels like that could be me. It and did. Those it felt like important. this is a 
this is for me moment. And I, mm. I'm i not sure. I feel like this is one of the first times I've ever had that feeling, you know, because I definitely feel like there's definitely like a very domineering assertive woman inside me <laughs> that uh, lots of people who are interested in me in different ways, shapes or forms want, you know, and mm-hmm. I, and I want to deliver to people in some different kinds of areas. Uh, so I feel very excited that I could do that in a way where I feel more confident and, um, and, you know, the more confident you feel, the less bullshit in your brain that you've got to think about that is keeping you away from the things that might make you feel really fucking good. Yes. And I mean, that is probably one of the best descriptions I've talked about when it comes to confidence is yeah. that confident people are the people that have less junk in the way between yeah. having a want and expressing the want. And that's yeah. all it is. It's not they're suddenly hotter and perfect. It's just they've handled their junk that's in the way. Totally. <laughs> so, I love it. <laughs> mm, mm. Get but rid listeners, of if the you've junk. got questions about pegging, about straps, please send it on in. We would love to talk more about them. I would. I want to do all the reading and all the exploring. Watch out, Melbourne. I can't wait till I'm free. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to run through the streets with our friggin' <laughs> With our straps. With our dicks out. Yeah. Oh, my God. Why is that such a wildly hot, awesome image? Wow. <laughs> Sounds oh. fantastic. Oh, I'm so delighted. Um, yes, we should move into your weekly wonderful, which actually I'm also a part of, everyone. Yes. So just get, get hype. <laughs> mm-hmm. So talking about things that are hot and wonderful, um, my my gorgeous partner for their birthday was basically like, I miss going to queer art shows, I miss going to burlesque, I miss drag, all these kinds of things that they would go out a lot and yeah, patronize the arts a lot. that's what me and Lauren's partner did together. Yes. That's mm. like our thing. And like that's how we became super good friends was going and seeing beautiful creatives making strange and wonderful things. Yes. So they're basically like, okay, for my birthday, I'm going to put money down on the table. I'm going to get some of my favorite artists together, get a friend who produces events to produce a show. It was called the Gender Fluid Spill Cabaret Show. And it was just amazing. It was held on Zoom and I wasn't sure how the energy would come across, (laughs) but the shows were amazing. The performers were obviously having a great time. The curation was spot on. There was like 180 people all watching it at the same time. So many. Loving it. The chat was totally popping off and I really I really had a great time and it made me feel a lot more excited to go to more events like that because for me it's like I go to bed really early I sometimes feel super overstimulated by crowds by things being super loud and so sometimes parts of the queer arts can feel inaccessible for me because I'm far away from the north where most of the stuff happens Yeah, a lot of it is very loud a lot of it's very very late so this was super accessible for me and I had a great time and um, and they had a great time the audience had a great time I, I think had they're a thinking, great time <laughs> yeah and, that, and you know we all did makeup and just were like we hot did at home we looked and it was very great. hot like oh we all Lauren gorgeous. looks so fucking cute <laughs> and pinks Vicks. and purples oh my Ooh. goodness uh, and Vix's eyes were powerful and had a whole oh, tiara situation you, you so have much. a look on our twitters we had a gorgeous time <laughs> and I think that the team is thinking about maybe doing a Christmas themed show <gasps> Uh, I which would, would die. be amazing. Yes. Oh I would God. love that yes. so much. So, uh, so dear listeners, if you're interested in that, um, we should also promo it um, on on the channels as well yes. and get a little wonderfully done brigade showing up to that show as well. Oh, and there were the friends best. of mine that are like. 
I would never feel comfortable going into a venue. I feel like I'm too uncool. I'm too straight. I'm too whatever. So the Zoom let them have a little private exposure to it in a way that was really approachable. So I love that. One of our friends, you know, did say to me, they're like, you know, this is my first drag show ever. And you're like... Because when you, you know, you talk to certain people in your lives and like uh, people who, you know, really love like art and fashion and music and stuff like that. And I feel like that's, you know, so much uh, that is, it's what drag is. It's like the culmination um, of uh, performance and artistry and uh, creating a persona and, uh, oh, it's just... Yeah, I, I fucking love drag. Wild about it. Just seeing seeing everybody's looks and makeups, it just made me feel so inspired to create. It gave me great desire to be in the world again. It made me reminisce about beautiful shows I'd been to before. It made me want to take friends that haven't been as soon as we're allowed out again and sort of... It can be hard with queer spaces, especially if you aren't queer for a start or you're a shyer sort of queer, which is, you know, especially common for my bisexual fam out there (laughs) not feeling queer enough. Like, honestly, I truly I still remember the moment that I felt queer enough to be at a queer event. And it was only after I'd like almost had a girlfriend and I was like okay I'm valid now like I belong (laughs) here Uh, but yeah before that deeply uncool and you know what sweet listeners I'm actually pretty cool (laughs) like (laughs) massively I I mean obviously that's like my measure of what coolness Mm, mm, is mm, Um, mm, mm, mm. but sometimes people struggle with feeling like is it okay for me to take that space up and you know if you're in lockdown and you see something that's a bit interesting that you can experience in like a passive or a voyeuristic kind of way things like joining OnlyFans or something like that you know mm, and enjoying that just give it a go when you've got that added privacy you know just push your boundaries a little bit the newness the spiciness the flavor might help you get through lockdown a little better oh my god i love that Mm, 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 the flavor Mm, 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 mm. i want some sexual flavor (laughs) (laughs) all righty well i reckon that's about all that we've got time for this episode that feels good i think we we did a good job we've pulled Mm. it out we've you know we're both a little bit worse for wear today it was a big night last night (laughs) i also went to a zoom dance party after that and had mini margaritas um and danced like a little fiend um drink responsibly listeners but yes always be responsible had lots of water and snack good girl uh on that note i would actually i would like to do an ask uh have you listened to wonderfully done and had a very good time if you have uh you know the thing that we need to figure out is how to reach more lovely ear holes and we Mm -hmm. need your help finding those holes uh <laughs> which the most helpful things that you could do for us would be tell a friend tell a friend about this cool podcast that you listen to and uh see see what they think about it or uh leave us a review on whatever website it is that you listen on and obviously i mean i know a few of you will have listened to a few episodes now so you clearly think it's good don't be afraid to you know, sling us a little five star with, with maybe some little words about what you liked about it. Uh, these things can seem, you know, really small and like they don't make a difference. But especially when you're the size that we are right now, very, very, very helpful. I cannot overstate how much it would mean to us. Uh, mm-hmm. 
And so, but if you'd like to have a sexy conversation with someone, say you've got a crush and mm-hmm, you want to have mm-hmm. a conversation, recommend this podcast and recommend that oh, they listen to it and then yeah. have a have a conversation about what you heard. That could be a great opener for oh God, a I more sexually that. charged conversation with a crush. Yes. Oh my God. I'm like finding that as a thing, like for doing this podcast and like showing people. And then it's like people listening to it are like, oh, doing a little flirt through talking about sex indirectly. <laughs> But that's cool. Let's all just have more, better, more frequent, fun sexual experiences in our life, you know? Mm-hmm. All right. Hell yeah. So that is the end. Do you have a question that you would love to hear us talk about? Well, there are two ways that you can share those with us. You can either slide into our DMs on Twitter at DumbWonderfully, or you can have a little race on down to our Curious Cat which is curiouscat.qa slash wonderfully done. And on that platform, you get to send your messages anonymously. So you can do it nice and safely and we won't know who you are. Wonderfully done can be downloaded wherever you listen to your podcast, my sweet little bean. And hey, you're doing wonderfully. <laughs>